Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. 710 ESPN presents The Experience with Laverne Cusack. Where we go beyond the play and focus on athletes, fans, events, and the biggest issues that inspire and shape our lives. Here's the host of the experience, the Fern Cusack. Fern Cusack. Hey, thank you so much for joining me. I'm LaFern Cusack. In studio, I have the magnificent Steve Zim. He's owner of A Tighter You, one of the number one gyms named the best gym in Los Angeles. Also a best-selling author. He has a new book out, Superhero Nutrition, as well. And I'm so happy that you're here. Well, thank you. That was a very nice introduction. Ah, Well, you deserve it. You are doing so many amazing things and helping so many people get healthy and fit. How did you get into this industry? Well, I lived in the gym all through junior high, high school. Uh, My dad signed a waiver so I could get in the gym early. And I was just fascinated with working out. I went to Boston College. I graduated. Oh, wait. Boston, when when did you go to, did you go Uh, to Boston College with my husband? I was a commuter student. Oh, okay. So meaning I was in the regular school, but I wasn't allowed to live on campus because I lived too close to the school. I grew up in the same town in Newton where BC was, Mm -hmm. and uh, so I wasn't allowed to actually get housing. Didn't Doug Flutie go there? Yeah. Okay. Were you there the same time? Okay, so was my husband. Oh, that's so crazy. Oh, that's That's very fun. Small world. Yeah. (laughs) You guys probably hung out and you just don't know. Yeah, don't even know. Yeah, it it was a very small community there. But uh, Well, did you feel left out that you couldn't be... Uh, um, <laughs> very sad story. Yes, I did. I got to be honest with you. Um, you know, it was it was very different um, situation when I went there to school because being a commuter student, you had the commuter lounge. That was the area where the commuter students had lunch. Now you could have lunch anywhere, but they had a designated commuter lounge, which is actually very weird. And then, um, and you know, you either drove or walked to school or whatever, and then everybody would go back to the dorms and hang out, and you only knew them from class, really. Mm-hmm. So you didn't have that, you know, that, you know, social thing that happened. And so when my two daughters went to college, one actually goes to UCLA, mm-hmm. and people were saying to me, is she going to live at home? I go, absolutely not. <laughs> right. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a whole experience it about is. living there, learning to be with other people, interact, and mature. And I really uh, felt disconnected from the school due to that. Yeah, I can imagine that. Don't cry for me. I'm fine. (laughs) Cry uh, me a river. Um, So so athletics or being fit and healthy, you just grew up in that. Was it your parents that No, I I mean, my dad played professional soccer in Argentina, and um, he was a a big athlete, Mm -hmm. and uh, I always played sports. I loved baseball. That was my number one personal sport, Um, and I was not allowed to play football. My father is a doctor and never allowed me to play, Um, and uh, so 
I, I spent a lot of time in the gym and I actually spent a lot of time in the gym with the football players mm-hmm. and worked out all the time, all the time and went to college, graduated, moved out to Los Angeles. And when I came out here, I come to find out that people are personal trainers. They pe- teach people how to work out. Mm-hmm. And I worked at a gym with all these celebrity clients and got to watch these trainers work. And I thought to myself, I don't know if they're doing it that great. Mm-hmm. So I decided to get certified. And um, I was out here, you know, I was kind of killing a year, trying to make it in L.A., see what it was like, and just wanted to be away from Boston. Right. And um, and uh, I was going to go back and retake the LSAT, which <laughs> I didn't end up doing. Me neither. Um, <laughs> and fell in love with training people. I got certified as a trainer. And a woman walks into the gym, and she was probably at the time about 300 pounds. And I'm giving her a tour of the gym. And I was explaining there are different trainers and this and that. And she goes, no, 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 I want you. Mm. And I go, okay. And so then I started training her. And within a year, she lost 150 pounds and she ran the marathon. Wow. The LA Marathon. Oh, wow. And everybody in the gym was like, oh my gosh, I want to do what she did. And, you know, nobody had, uh, that was the biggest number 150 in a, in a year to lose and uh i mean people, is that a that's totally amazing right yes it's it's a really big number but we did it slowly we didn't do it at 100 miles an hour you can do it really quick and you see that on the tv shows and mm-hmm. i do makeover shows a lot but when you do it really quick the problem is when you come down that quick you're losing not just fat you're losing muscle, muscle, you're losing water. So when you see a person at a certain size, if they come down fast, when you lose muscle, you're actually, actually losing the engine for burning calories. Mm. And if you lose that engine, you can't hold it. So that that's so there's a whole way of doing it. And I've created a whole program. What I did was back when I was in college, I got invited to see a doctor performing uh, infrared um, imaging of injuries. Oh, really? So, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Really cool. So he said, look at the blood flow through the, so he videoed blood flow through an injured muscle. And then he goes, then once you repair the muscle, look at the blood flow through that area. And it was like, you could see it, like with infrared, it was like the heat. You could see where the heat was broken versus where the heat was coming through. So I said to him, you know, I work out in the gym a lot. I uh, do all these exercises, and sometimes I'm not feeling them where all the guys say I'm supposed to feel them. He goes like, what do you mean? I go, shoulder press. You take two dumbbells, and you push them straight up over your head. I feel it a little on the front of my shoulder, but I don't feel it on the side or the back, and I seem to be overdeveloping the front. Mm -hmm. He goes, okay. I go, how about if we put that under the infrared? Could we see where the blood flowed? He goes, yeah. So I do it. He goes, Wow, look how interesting. You have a lot more heat in the front of your shoulder, in your tricep, in your lat. But yes, the rest of your shoulder is blue. That means you're not getting as much heat. I go, okay, I created this exercise called W shoulders, Mm -hmm. where you bring your elbows way down into your torso and your hands are dropped out so you look like a W. Mm -hmm. From there, you press out away from you till you look like a goalpost. And then you hold it there. You don't go all the way up and then you come back down. I go, now that burns my shoulder. 
He, I go, okay, so he goes, let's put that under. So I do the exercise. We go under the infrared. I do the movement. My entire shoulder goes red. He goes, and look at this. The triceps blue and the lats blue. I go, yeah. He goes, that's pretty cool. You got any others? So I started showing him others. We were videoing them and doing it. He goes, you could create a whole program with that. So I did it for myself. Then I move out here. And I start, you know, I'm working out myself and I get that first client Mm -hmm. and I use what I created for myself on her. And not only did she lose the weight, she really looked great. Mm. I mean, really great. And a lot of what I do is um, build the muscles so everything is balanced, the right and the left, the front to the back. Right. So you look really symmetrical. Yes. It's all about symmetry. And like if you go to the gym now, you you see some people with a big upper body and really skinny legs yeah. or vice versa, you yes. know? Yes. Or how about the people that are rolled forward? When they stand up, you if they're standing there naturally, you will see that the, the palms of their hands are on the front part of their thigh. Okay, that tells me without doing anything, you have more musculature in the front part of you than you do in the back. Oh. So if you take a picture of that person person is not going to be thrilled because mm-hmm. they don't think they look like that. And when your arms are rolled forward, what happens is the muscles in your arms kind of disappear. The separation disappears because you're pressing everything against you. Mm. And so what I work on is balancing that out, making sure that the back is is developed as the front. So I think of it like this. The front of your body is like a picture. Mm-hmm. The back of your body is the frame. If I take your bo- the front part and I tack it on the wall, oh, that's a nice picture. But if I put it in a frame, doesn't it look like a piece of artwork? Mm. So that's what it has to be. We have to frame up what we have. And the back and the front work together. You don't just work out the front. So, um, so I started ga- gaining all these different clients and building up my client base. And then I started getting different celebrities from the gym that were working out with other trainers like, hey, I would really like to switch to you. And, <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, that wasn't very pleasant, I can tell you. That was kind of a reason why I'm in my own space now. Um, and so I, I started building it up. And then uh, it got so busy that I had to start employing other trainers. And then um, I started – I had also – uh, started training a bunch of athletes, figure skaters, which is kind of funny because I don't really figure skate. I skate, <laughs> but not like that. Growing up in Boston, everybody skates, mm-hmm. you'll know. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, more hockey type skating. And then I started training baseball players. And I had a few figure skaters go to the Olympics. So in that world, I started growing. And it started becoming really big. And we started getting all the kids, all the young skaters in the area to come. And we still do skaters. Like, for example, this past Olympics. You know Adam Rippon? Mm-hmm. Okay. I get a phone call from Adam Rippon. Actually, an email from Adam Rippon. And uh, he had seen something I did. And wanted to come in because he wanted to get in better shape, look better. And he had the uh, Olympic trials coming up. And he wasn't really a favorite for the Olympic trials. He was uh, a little bit older, and uh, you don't know what they're going to pick, what Mm -hmm. they're looking at. But he's a a beautiful skater. Mm -hmm. And he had no idea when he came to see me that I've been training skaters for years and years and years. So when he came in, uh, you know, he's telling me about this and this. I said, okay, you know that I 
train X person, X person, X person. I'm friends with so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. He goes, no way. <laughs> I go, yeah. I go, we're going to get you what you want. But I've watched a lot of your video, and I think we're about one inch away from perfection. Really? He you goes, can see that? Yeah, because you watch rotations. You watch things. Mm-hmm. And there's an imbalance. So... What we did, we worked on the right side, the left side. I came up with exercise he had never seen before, specifically for that sport, like I do with all the sports, football, baseball, whatever it is. And um, he goes to the Olympic trials. He knocks them dead. Everybody's buzzing. They've never seen him skate like that. He gets on the Olympic team. Yeah. He gets to the Olympics. He goes out there, and they are blown away. Oh. I mean, everybody. I mean, one of the announcers goes, "What? we've never <laughs> seen you skate like this. And he's like, yeah. They go, what's going on? And he goes, little black magic. <laughs> okay, little black magic is that he was there. He was missing a little bit of a rotation, which changes everything. When you're at that level, one inch mm-hmm. changes everything everything right right and you know you can't make somebody good who's not good but you can take somebody who's good and take them just to that next level right and that's at that level you know you're talking the olympics right and so that that was that was a a a big deal i I mean that was unbelievable the new york times did a whole story on it and it was it was really and he's such a nice human being it was so great to work with him and i mean under the pressure he was at you know with what was going on he was the first skater to be open about his sexual orientation and all that press yet he was able to block it out and Mm. and do what he did and then he's just He's just a superstar. So. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it's, it's so interesting. Uh, this this gentleman, a, a, f- a friend of mine, he and I talk about him a lot on the show. He's an autistic adult and he has face blindness. So all he sees is uh, muscles and tendons. So when you're telling me, oh, you're not using this muscle, he can see like, oh, when you move your arm or for an example, he used a baseball player. He goes, he can tell within 99% if a muscle is going to tear in the arm. Oh my gosh. Because he can see the strain or the Mm -hmm. muscles and tendons, but Mm -hmm. you're doing it. Yeah. You know, intuitively as well, but it's just a different way. Different way. And what I do is I know how to fix that, how to take that pressure off. So, um, I had a baseball player come to me seven years in the minor leagues was never going to make it up. He, this was, I think 19 might've been 1998 or 99, something like that. And I work with him during the off season. He gets ripped, drops about 30 something pounds. He's so muscular. He was playing for the Milwaukee Brewers. His name is Bobby Hughes. He was a catcher and we worked so hard that year. He goes and he is the hands down best player in spring training and he makes the team. Wow. And it was unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. And I, once again, I, these are all great people that I work with. I've yeah. been so fortunate. But, oh, go ahead. Yeah. But so when you're saying one position can change the way an athlete is, uh, so for instance, um, 
uh, a basketball player hurt their thumb and now they can't shoot properly anymore. Are you able to take an injury, take a person that has been injured and reform them into the way that they were or a different way in as an athlete? Well, if you look at it, yeah, it does. If there's an injury. A basketball player that hurts his thumb, it's a little different. Um, you know, did the ball hit him? I mean, when when I do it, it's more like a, a pitcher. Let's say, for example, hurts his shoulder, hurts his elbow. Why did he hurt his shoulder? Why did he hurt his elbow? We have to look. I start looking. What is overdeveloped? What is underdeveloped? So many, many times, pitchers especially, their rear delt, Shoulder, the muscle in the back of the shoulder is not developed enough, Mm. but the front is overly developed. So if they throw consistently, a pitcher's throwing, 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 something's got to give. It's going to be the shoulder or the elbow. There's going to be pressure because what they don't have is what I call the decelerator muscles, the muscle in the back that wraps in the back of the shoulder into the upper part of the back that keeps the shoulder in place. And so if you're repetitive, you keep throwing and throwing and throwing eventually it gets loose and it's not staying there. So there's an injury about to happen. Mm. But if you get somebody and you balance all that out prior to them getting injured, now you're, you're basically insulating them from an injury. And that's a really big deal to me because you've got huge. these guys that will go through an entire lifetime and not get hurt because now they're balanced. And when you work a muscle... People do back exercises. I can guarantee you, because I I work with tons and tons of athletes, uh, bodybuilders, when they come to do back, they're not actually working their back. If you think about it, you're always burning your bicep. You're you're like, oh my gosh, your back doesn't actually hurt. And most of the time, it's because they don't know how to actually activate the back to do the work. You want the back to be the primary mover of the exercise, not your arms. Okay. So I created exercises to make the back isolate and be the primary mover of the weight. Now we're able to build up the back. But if we're losing it in other parts because we don't really know what we're doing, Mm -hmm. then what happens, we're once again overdeveloping something and setting ourselves up for injury. Right. So it's it's you know it's it's not just aesthetics but it's also about injuries. Right. So what happened with uh with Bobby he makes it up and he plays the entire season up there has a great season. He's uh catching a lot, hitting a lot of home runs. He comes to LA for the final home stand <laughs> and he gets up to bat and Vince Scully does like a three-minute thing on him when he comes up to bat. Really? Now, I happen to be at the game, <laughs> and I don't know this is happening because I'm watching the game. I'm live at the game, and there he's on the radio. Anyway, game ends, and I'm waiting for uh, Bobby to come out. And these two guys are standing there like, who are you waiting for? I go, uh, I'm Bobby Hughes' trainer. And they go, oh, you're him? <gasps> I go, Oh, do, do, you, do you know Bobby? They go, uh, yeah, we know him very well, but I'm asking you this because Vince Scully did a whole thing on you. <laughs> I go, excuse me? <laughs> on me? He goes, yes, he did this whole thing about how Bobby had to lose all this weight, got in shape, and he's had the most incredible career. And he knew Bobby for a very long time. Yeah. I think he knows his dad. I mean, since he was a kid. And he couldn't believe that he's sitting here calling a game with Bobby Hughes at the plate. Really? And so it was, you know, a very big deal for... That is so 
cool. Yeah, it was like, I'm like, wait, Vince Cully mentioned my name? And they go, actually, no. I go, oh. They go, he mentioned your gym, where it is that you train, but he left your name out of it. Oh. I go, oh, okay, well, that's cool. And they go, listen, we're PR guys, and we would like to get your name out there. Can we come visit you tomorrow? I'm like, oh, my gosh, sure. <laughs> and so I leave, and these two guys are the Brokaw brothers. Sandy and David Brokaw. And so uh, I call up Bobby's dad and I go, hey, Bob, both Bobby's. I go, Bob, do you know these guys well? He's like, yeah. I go, are they for real? They seem very nice and I'm not used to this. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes to me, oh, they're for real. Oh, that's nice. So they come down. They visit with me. They see my gym. So I own my own gym. And they go, you need to write a book. I go, all right, how do I do that? Oh. They go, give us a day. Next thing they, I know, I'm assigned a writer, and the writer and I start talking, and we write a three-page intro to the book. He gets me an agent uh, at William Morris. Next thing I know, I'm flying to New York. I'm interviewing. I sell the book. Oh, my goodness. So the book and that comes was, out. is Hot, Hot Point Fitness. Hot Point Fitness. Came out in 2000. Mm-hmm. And I start getting invited to do radio shows, and then I get invited to do a show called Woman to Woman. It was a local Woman to, to Woman. Yes, <laughs> you know, do you remember yes. that show? Yeah. So it was it was awesome. It was a local CBS. Uh, two women had this talk show. It was it was fantastic, and I came on to promote the book. I finished promoting the book. It went really well. It was really nice, and they both stopped and said, "Listen." We want to do this whole thing. The producer, executive producer is going to come down here, and we want to see if you'd like to be the trainer for it. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, whatever it is, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So we do it, and it's their biggest running segment. We took a woman that worked for them, a producer, and she lost 150 pounds on air. So every week we come on and show how much she lost. Like wow. one time we brought out like bags of oranges and say, you see these bags? You see how heavy they are? She lost that. And we got a whole community going. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, really cool. So then um, I get flown out to New York because Red Book Magazine had me fly out to do two fitness segments for them in their, in their magazine. And while I'm there, I get invited to meet with Robin Roberts from ABC, from mm-hmm. uh, the morning show, uh, Good Morning America. And she and I meet, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. This is great. She goes, I have to have you on. I'm going to get you on. I'm like, great. Then the agent calls me and says, you need to go over to NBC. They want to speak to you there. So I go over to NBC, and I meet with them. And uh, I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> great. And they go, well, we'll see you later. About an hour later, I get a call back from NBC. Uh, we'd like to have you on in two days. I'm like, all right, I'll be there. <laughs> I go. I love and, your life, Steve. No, this is, but this, uh, it's, I work so many hours. This isn't, it sounds like it's all by accident, but I promise no. you, I get up at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. I get home at 930 at night. I just work at my craft. Yeah. And I, I've been preparing your whole life. Yes. Yeah, so this, <laughs> this, it's just, and I don't do anything but explain what I do. Mm-hmm. And so I get there and um, I was just always rehearsing what we're going to do. We're going to walk through this. And I was going on with Soledad O'Brien outside. And so 
they're like, Soledad will meet you outside. I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> so um, I, I, I was like, all right. We go out there. We do the segment. It was only supposed to be about two and a half, three minutes. And I know we're hitting the five-minute mark. Mm-hmm. And we're doing – we're having fun, her and I. And we're, we're doing great. And it's, it's a good time. And we finish. And I thought, okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. She goes, hey, listen, can you stay out here for a minute? The producers want to talk to you. I'm like, all right. So I'm out there waiting. And these two producers come up and they go, listen, we've been spending a year looking for a new fitness expert. Would you like to be our fitness expert? I was like, um, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. And they're both looking at me. Oh, yeah, I'll take that job. So then I, awesome. I've done that. I did that job for approximately 10 years. Wow. I would fly from L.A. to New York every so many weeks and do different segments. And I used to come up with the ideas of the segments with the producers. And then we break it down and do it. And it was so much fun. I mean, it was the greatest gig. Oh. And then um, – and then uh, it, it ended about, you know, about nine years ago. And so I continued here in L.A. I came up with ideas for like the TV show Extra, Entertainment Tonight. And I came up with these segments called How the Stars Get Hot. Mm. And so I did different uh, celebrities, getting them in shape for whatever role. And there was one guy who was about to take on a big role. His name was Chris Evans. And so I did a segment with him. And got him in shape in four weeks. When that segment aired on Extra, it it broke their internet. Oh, they, they, their whatever machine does all they couldn't yeah. they couldn't take all the all the emails. That's and funny. It, I, and they they were laughing. They actually sent me a letter to tell me that, and it, it was really funny. Um, How did that make you feel? That was so cool. It was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. And my book, we're going to number one. And it was like, and it just kept going. It was the same book, but it kept finding new life yes. because it was, you know, um, people finding new, it. Uh, yeah. new audiences. And so then subsequently, the book company asked me to write two more books, which I did, and they all hit number one. And it, it was so fun because you'd watch Amazon, it'd like go to number seven, number two, and oh, then number one, it like hopped. Awesome. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, people like care about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so, you know, life went on great. And, you know, I, I working my crazy hours. And um, and then one day my daughter, Taylor, my younger daughter, says to me, Dad, you got to put your business on Facebook. And I'm like, Ugh, really? <laughs> More work? Right. I'm like, I really, she goes, I'll do it. I go, okay. Oh, that's, see, that's yeah. great. Great. So go, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so she puts it on Facebook and uh, a few days later, she goes, dad, somebody uh, messengered you. I go, oh, what did they say? She goes, they said, hi. I go, like, All right. She goes, what do you want to say back? I go, say hello. So she writes back, hello. Two days later, she gets all excited. He wrote you again. I go, Okay. And she goes, he's a producer from BuzzFeed. I go, oh, okay, cool. Does he want to come work out? She goes, no, he wants to do something with you. I'm like, oh, all right. So then, Does he want to come work out? Yeah, I, I didn't know. And so she goes, he, he, he saw the thing that you did with Chris Evans on the TV show Extra, and he wants to see if you can do that with two normal people. I go, yeah. So I speak with him. We set it up, and we shoot it over four weeks. BuzzFeed puts it on one day, 
and it goes bananas. It hits number one on YouTube. It was the fastest video to 10 million views they ever produced at BuzzFeed. Wow. It now sits at like 34 million views, and it went crazy. Mm -hmm. We started getting emails from all over the world. You name it, we got emails. I had to hire somebody just to answer the emails, who still works for me two years later. Oh, that's cool. Because it still keeps going. And um, we subsequently have done more videos with them. We're at like 100 million views for these makeovers that I do. Because I take normal people and I make them look like superheroes. So then from there... The, I got so many emails that like they really want to know the nutrition program that you put these people on. And so I came up with a book called Superhero Nutrition and put it out and I put it out myself instead of using a book company. And I wanted much more control and I figured, you know what, if nobody reads it but me and my family, that'd be okay, but we'll see what happens. Well, the book came out, and it was number one when it came out. It was the number one downloaded mm-hmm. uh, nutrition book. And it, it's, it's very simple to read, very simple to follow, and it makes nutrition easy. And that's the idea. I don't want to make people crazy with it because it's not as hard as you think. Well, yeah, because it feels like overwhelming when you're already, you know, over 100 pounds of carrying a hundred pounds of extra weight. And then you're like, Oh, I got to, okay. Nutrition. Uh, (laughs) I got to lose weight and think about how much to measure. And oh yeah, it's just overwhelming. It is. It's, it really is. And it's very personal and it's, it's, um, it's the most personal thing you can do because you can't not eat. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. not like you don't have to do drugs. You don't have to drink. You know, alcohol. So there are programs to stop you, help you from doing that. And just think how hard it is to break those habits. This is food. This is something we have to deal with every day. And how do you form a a good relationship with food? And how do you uh, see a result? And that's what it's all about. My gym, we have never run an ad. We've never done a special. I've never done anything. And uh, and people are, how don't you run ads? Every gym runs ads. <laughs> never, never, never. Because the idea is that I want you to be there. I want you to want to be there. But how do I keep you there? You're all gung-ho the first day you come into the gym, yeah. the first week. By week two, you're not so gung-ho. <laughs> well, what do I do? What What is the magic? The magic is I show you a difference. Within one week, you're seeing stuff. Within two weeks, people are seeing stuff. They're like, what are you doing? And that is what we need. We need positive reinforcement. You know, with everything that's going on in the world today, feeling positive about what you're doing, you can't control what's happening at work. You can't control what's happening out there with the stock market, with this and that. But you can take care of your health Mm -hmm. by eating the right stuff, by making the right choices, by going to the gym and exercising your body, mm-hmm. by building the muscle, which will burn the calories, which will keep your weight in check, even if you're cheating a little bit on your food, doing the cardio so you keep your heart well. But I don't base everything on cardio. A lot of people will over-cardio their workouts. So it's kind of a false uh 
visual mm-hmm. because you can't really hold it if you're basing it all on cardio because you're pushing that too much. Mm. And so you're burning calories, you're burning calories, you're burning calories. How about if you can't go to the gym and burn calories for that week? You're, you're sick. All of a sudden, you're not getting that tremendous amount of calorie burn from the cardio. Cardio is very important, but it's not more important than lifting weights. It's not more important than the nutrition. I look at it this way. Weights is number one. Nutrition is right, right below it, touching it. And then cardio's down below, a few steps lower. Hmm. Because the way I look at it is this. If we don't lift weights and we just do the nutrition and the cardio, you are going to start to lose muscle. Muscle is the number one thing to burn calories. When you hear up your metabolism, how do you up your metabolism? What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I run. I burn 500 calories running. Okay, and then what? Well, there's no real major residual effect from running. Yes, you burnt the 500 calories, but you're not burning much after that. When you work out in a gym, you tear muscle. We build no muscle in the gym. Nothing. All I'm doing is tearing muscle. I'm prepping it to build. Mm. So the way you eat before, the way you eat after will help build the muscle, will help not break it down as much. So then the muscle builds and it gets stronger. The more lean muscle you have, the more calories your body has to burn. You have to burn every day to sustain Mm -hmm. that muscle. So what are you talking about? Like egg whites or what type of... I mean, it's different for everyone. Everyone. If you're vegan, if you're paleo, if you're uh, a mix of everything or, uh, uh, you know, some people, uh, you know, I call myself plant-based plus, Mm -hmm. which is is like a joke term I always come up with because (laughs) it's like I eat so much vegetables, but I throw a piece of fish on there. I'm constantly eating fish, eggs, chicken, beef every so often. That's the way I do it. Now, if somebody is vegan, they can still do my program. If somebody is paleo, they can still do my program. I look at my program, my nutrition program is two parts. Um, one is timing of food, and the other is actually what you eat. And it's, it's very intricate when you eat. It's, you can't just randomly eat in terms of time. And so you've got to look at your day and I have a whole way of you figuring out when you're supposed to eat. So you got to look at your lifestyle and then you're going to fit it in to what I'm asking you to do. Okay. So let's say I wake up at 6.30 every morning and then I go until like midnight. Yeah. So we got to look at when you wake up, when you work out, what you're doing when you're awake, are you sitting? When are your downtimes? It gets really, it's, it's really intricate. Mm-hmm. And so the biggest thing is that you, I'll give you the biggest trick. Do not eat two hours prior to your workout, either really? cardio or weights. And I'm going to tell you why. And this is not the same for athletes. It's different. Because when you're in the gym, for most people, we're looking to burn fat. If we eat within two hours of our workout, our insulin levels are elevated because the insulin is digesting the food. It's part of the digestive system. It's moving the particles to where they have to go. When insulin is elevated, your body will not use fat for energy. Mm. Okay? Very important. So that's the biggest trick I will give you. Wow. Because... People will eat and then go do their cardio and not see the results they want. Mm. 
No, I like you to have a minimum of a two-hour break from the last time you ate till you begin your exercise program if we're looking to get cut up. Mm-hmm. Now, eating times vary throughout the day and reasons why you eat and not eat, but that is the biggest trick. And the rest of it, all it all has to fall into place. But people make that mistake even when they read my book. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I always like to eat and then go to the gym or drink a shake before I go to the gym. No, drink your shake after the gym, never before. You can eat right after, not an issue, not before. Now, if you're an athlete and we don't care about body fat loss, let's say you're really good with where you're at, mm-hmm. yes, Eating certain things will give you more energy in the gym. So it all depends what we're looking for. So I have a plan for that when you're, you know, getting ready for a sport and actually you want to gain weight and you don't mind gaining a little bit of body fat with the size that you're getting. So, you know, it's, it becomes very intricate how you do it. So Steve, so on your website, a tighter you, a tighter you, Steve Zim, uh, you have broken down women's fitness and men's fitness. Yeah. Talk about why that is. Well, it's not – at this point, that actually has to be changed because I have a brand new website that's coming out very Ooh, soon. Oh, do tell, do tell. Okay. So, <laughs> do tell, I swear we have so many hundreds of thousands of emails. They want to know the workouts. They want to know the workouts. And so, um, the book – that I wrote that is a, I wrote three workout books, but they're dated and the workouts are good. The nutrition no longer is any good. And the, the workouts are fine, but people want interactive. They want to see me. They want not just pictures. They want video. So what I created is a new website called atumobile.com. So it's a tighter you or at you mobile.com. And, um, what I've done is you're going to pick from 10 body types. And I no longer say man or woman. Here are your 10 body types. And there's a description of each one. You can hit on it and look at it and say, oh, that's more like me. Or do you say, okay, uh, I got a big gut and carry weight in my hips. Yes. Is and that that's it? what it breaks down. Yes. And so you'll see the pictures and you'll see the picture and you hit it and it will tell you exactly what you said. That's exactly what it is. So there's 10 options, who you look closest to or most resemble. And it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. I've changed the way that is, and we just got to go back and fix that on that website. (laughs) On the new website, it's completely changed. And um, and so then there's a series of questions. What's your fitness level? What are your goals? And how many days a week do you want to work out in the gym? Three, four, or five days a week. And... Then a program will come out for you for the entire month. So every time you're scheduled to go in the gym, you're going to have a complete program just for you. And every exercise will have a video that goes with it, exactly how I do it. Because the exercises, I've created hundreds of exercises that are something that, unless you work out with me or have done my books, won't know them. Mm-hmm. And um, and each one is a progression. There's a beginning and a middle, middle and an end to a workout. And they're very specific, and it's very important that we don't overdevelop certain exercises and we do other exercises to give you a certain look. And when I know what body type you are, I know what you're needing, and that's how the program's put together. 
And so every day it comes in and it's a monthly program that will be put out for you. Mm-hmm. It's a subscription and every month will be a completely different program. So you want to start with month one, then go to month two. It's progressive. Mm-hmm. So it's like me training you every time you come in. Oh, that's cool. And it's and it's really interesting because we've been getting a lot of feedback from people that have signed up to get the email when it's ready. It should be out. We, I've been working on this for over a year. And there are hundreds and hundreds of exercises. And it's really cool because let's say there's an exercise you don't like. You're going to go to burpees? a list. Burpees. You don't like them. You go to Please, something else. No. <laughs> yeah, they, they are awful. It's so funny. I thought burpees were gone in the 70s, but they are back. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. They went away all through the 80s and 90s, but then they found their way back in. And they, are, they, are, they work really well. But once again, people just spend a lot of time doing those. And do you notice that's all one direction? You see, you're very much using the front part of your body a lot. So you'll do a lot of them. Yeah, you'll get muscular, but are you looking the way you want to look? And that's really what it comes down to. Do you feel comfortable in a dress? Do you feel comfortable in a bathing suit? It's about you feeling comfortable in your own skin. (laughs) I mean, what's heartbreaking is when I have somebody come in and go, I don't go to the beach. I'm like, Oh, you don't like the sand, the ocean? No, I don't like the way I look in a bathing suit. I don't like to be in public. I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, that, you know, we can fix that for somebody and they feel comfortable is unbelievable feeling. I'm not a doctor. I'm not healing anything like that. Mm -hmm. But this is like mental health for people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's like you're missing out on so much of life because of how you feel about yourself. Yeah, and it's this is and this is a crazy thing. It's it's this is all about you. When you go to the gym, that is your time. It's the time you focus on you. Let everything else fall away and focus on yourself because the rest of the time everybody wants something from you. Everybody needs something from you or you have to hand something in or yep. do this or do that. You need this time to be about you. And you know, I I it hurts me when I sit there and I see people like texting or having to do, you know, work calls. I know people have to do it. I'm not, I'm I'm not like, Oh my God. But it's like, if you can carve out an hour, if you're there three days a week, try to make that your hour. If you're there six, seven days a week, okay, I can understand Mm -hmm. having to answer something. But you know, if you're there three days a week, which is put you in probably the top 3% of this country, Forget L.A. Wow. Because L.A. doesn't count. Um, L.A., New York, Miami, they're always in the gym. That group just is what it is. But you start to travel around the rest of this country. Yes. It's very different. You have people that work out, but it's not – it's not – you know, if they get to the gym, you know, every so often, it's like great. But if you're getting there three times a week, make it about you and you'll see you'll be better for everything else you do in the day. Mm -hmm. You'll be better for your kids. I mean I always say – you know in airplanes, they say if something goes down and the mask falls, put it on your face first, then take care of your kids. Yes. That's – got to take care of you first and then you're going to be better for everybody else. Yes, yes. Uh, that's great. We have – okay, your your website again, a tighter you. It's atumobile.com. That, you just leave your email and we will announce to you when the website is up and running. And atighteru.com, and that's spelled A-T-I-G-H-T-E-R-U. 
com is the website for the gym. Awesome. Let's talk about what you do in recovery because your your muscles need to recover, right? Yes. Yes. So um, the recovery is a is the game because remember I told you we don't make any muscle in the gym. All I do is tear muscle. So we have to prep ourselves first for the workout and then prep ourselves up for recovery. I only really use one thing. They're called branch-chained amino acids. And the one that I like the best is from a company called Hollywood Supps. And you can get them on the internet, I think on Amazon only. Um, and they're pure. They're made actually in Los Angeles. And they don't have anything in it but amino acids. And the amino acids, what we do is I have people take them right before the workout and then right after. They help your muscles from breaking down and then they help build your muscle back up. Mm. There's no stimulant in it. There's nothing in it except basically instead of eating a ton of eggs, mm -hmm. you've got the protein, just the bodybuilding protein right there. Okay. And that you don't need shakes. Some people have a problem with shakes. Some people have a problem with bars because a lot of those have what I call fake sugars. Yes. And so people can't digest them. So if you look, if anything is spelt with a tall uh, <laughs> at the end of the word, it's a word with tall, that a lot of times is a man, it, it's a, it's basically a chemical that, um, that Acts is a sweetener mm -hmm. and makes the bars taste great. And a lot of people can digest them, no problem. But if you're finding that you're bloating after you eat a bar or you're really uncomfortable, your stomach's uncomfortable, look at what you're eating. And sometimes gums have them in it. Oh, yes. And so sugar-free gum is sugar-free, but there's something else in it. And by the way, uh, you know, something may say no calories, no nothing, and you think, oh, it's got nothing in it. But if it has one of those talls in it, mm -hmm. your insulin level will go up because mm. your body thinks it's sugar, even though there's no calories oh, from it. Oh, yeah. And so, then you end up, your stomach ends up hurting so bad that you're just like, oh, my God. Yes. And it's, 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 people don't realize and they eat these bars and it might take a day or two till you actually get a stomach ache from them. So some people digest quick, some people digest slower. So y you may feel good for uh, Monday, but on like Tuesday, you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And it was the bar on Monday. Oh you ate. my goodness. So, uh, yeah. So uh, what you eat before and what you eat after is really important. Mm -hmm. I like to have you have protein within 30 minutes of your workout finishing your workout. That's when your body's actually looking for the protein. But the amino acids, if you at least get those in there, you're on a great you're putting your body in a great position to recuperate. Okay. Okay. So, um I know some people say, "Okay, what do you eat every 2 hours or every 3 hours?" Is that something that you incorporate? Yes. So it it breaks down to how many times a day you're going to eat. And so it, we, it's really individual. And so that's what I go over in depth in the book is how many times a day you eat, when you're eating. And that we have to – I kind of come up with something so we figure it out, figure it out around your, your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's different. So everybody's timing is going to be different. But the one thing that is steadfast, don't eat two hours before your workout. I would take the amino acids before and after your workout. Because that is the 
that is kind of the staple, mm-hmm. and then everything else fits around it. What do you think about um, it intermittent fast, fasting? There's nothing wrong with that. And um, a lot of what my program is uses a bunch of that, but differently. And intermittent fasting works very well, but then you have to be very careful with the intermittent fasting in those windows of eating that you don't eat everything. And yeah. that's, <laughs> that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so – Just like you don't go to the grocery store hungry. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And that's that's the crazy thing. You know, I'm in my window. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but nobody said to eat a chocolate cake in your window and nobody said – And pizza. And pizza. And, and what happens sometimes, people overeat in their window. And so that's – once again, my program kind of – gives you shape to what you're doing. My, uh, my windows are different. Mm-hmm. They're not as long a period of time. It's, it's different. And so you really want to time your food out so that you're not hungry and you're not starved between meals. Because if you're really looking at your watch till it gets to eating time, <laughs> we're, we're going to have an issue. You know, some people have no problem right. with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really do. They're, it's easy. Or the you get to eat every two hour guy. You know that person. Every two hours, I'm preparing, so their whole mind is what's next, yes. what's next, what's next. So there's there's a, a a middle ground for all this, and that's really what my book's about. It's finding that middle ground where the masses can do this right, and it's not like oh, the intermittent fasting guys get more ripped than the guys that are doing it uh, differently. No. Every program can get you ripped. I, I guarantee you. The question is, can you stay? Mm. Can you hold it? Mm-hmm. And so my program, you can hold. And that's the whole thing. Because I don't want you finishing a movie, gaining 30 pounds, and then we got to do it again. Mm-hmm. That's really rough on the body. And that's, I mean, that's super rough on the body. And you don't want to have to go through that. You want to be able to go, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. This is easy. This mm-hmm. is how I actually am. It's not a diet. You know, a diet sound very, you know, very short term. Yes. You know, uh, it's this is going to be just the way you eat and you don't even have to think about it. And so that's what it has to become. Nutrition has to be how you just fuel your body. You have to like it. Yeah, I don't want you to be miserable. Don't eat things because if you don't like kale, don't make yourself eat kale. (laughs) You know, it's like. You, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> common sense is not common for it. <laughs> yeah, but people Just do that it. because it's like you see somebody looking great and they're always having a kale salad. Okay, <laughs> they look great, but they also probably like it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't like it, it's not going to work for you. Now you're going to have a bad relationship with your food, and that's really a problem. You know, it, bad relationships with food lead to a lot of issues. <laughs> And yes. No, no. It, it's it's really really scary. I had one client. I was getting ready for a. She's the lead of the show, and um, we got her exactly where she needed to be when she left. She goes to shoot her show, and the show is uh, twelve episodes. And she's showing me pictures of things, and I go, "Hey, hey, hey! I think you're getting a little too low in your body fat. We've got to add some body fat back in." I mean, we've got to raise it up a little. It's not going to look good on camera. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, you're the second person today. I go, okay, this is how we're going to do it. 
And so we got her right back up, and it never she never shot when she was down. It was about 1% to 2% lower than what she needed to be. And when you're super low, it's very visual. Mm. Like when you start to get into that 10 9 8%, every percent is, you can see it. Mm. So when somebody's 30% body fat and they go down to 25% body fat, you can see they lost weight. But it's not the same as once you hit like 15, 12, 8, 7, 6. When you start getting down into those numbers for things, each percentage is completely different looking. Yeah. So how much per- uh, percentage should you be? Well, for a woman, excellent is 18%. For a man, excellent is 12 For a woman, I think it's, and I can't remember exactly, I think it's 30 and above is obese. And I think for a man, um, I forget what the number, I think it's, and these numbers might be off. I have it on a scale. I look at it all the time and I just (laughs) never memorize it. But I think it's like 20, it might be 25 and above might be obese, something like that. Uh, Don't quote me on that. I'll look it up and I will let her know. (laughs) Exactly. But but you can, now don't be scared if you go into a gym and you're 35%. You know, a lot of people don't carry the 35% the way other people do. So you might go, how am I 35%? And Mm -hmm. so fat is carried differently on different people. And so, um, you know, that's not a scary number in terms of the way you look. But it's not a healthy number. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you just got to watch out for the body fat. We got to control it because I don't want it to become a health issue. So when you're saying that she got down to dangerous levels, her relationship with food wasn't? Food wasn't fantastic. She started getting nervous to eat stuff. Oh. And it, she started eating less and less stuff because she's like, oh, I got to maintain this. I got to maintain this. I, I go, we were maintaining it. And so you got to sit here in your head and work it out mm-hmm. to where you you listen to people. If somebody goes, hey, you're getting a little too lean, you know, listen, look at what's happening. I, it feels good to be able to pull the belt all the way across and go, hey, I have no more holes in this belt. Look at that. <laughs> Long as you're, you know, staying in a healthy range yes. and your trainer and you and whatever, your nutritionist, you can all know that. They all know that healthy range. So listen to them. And, you know, if people are saying, hey, you're getting too lean, make sure you talk to the right person to get you to come back up and sustain it. Now, what happens a lot of times is then it rebounds the other way. They start eating mm. too much. Mm. So you got to find that happy medium. Um, what do you think about uh, – okay, so let me put this in context. Uh, when I went to this gym, there were certain people that would train, and one week they're – you know, they look like everyone, and then the next week they're like ripped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, how did that happen? <laughs> But the one guy came back, and he he looked bloated. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy I was training with was like, "Well, he's not taking the right yes chemicals." Yes, it's, and it made him. Yeah, exactly. They it, if it looks unbelievable to you, like <laughs> you like gain twenty something pounds and. The giveaway a lot of that time is round muscle. It looks like it's water roundness. Mm-hmm. 
uh, steroids retain water. That's how they get a roundness to them. And so you might look at certain athletes and you see a leanness. Mm -hmm. When you see a roundness, it's very, very different. Um, and you can't go within a few weeks normally and look one way completely to the other. You can be thin and you look muscular. Yes, because thin people with very little muscle, they can appear really right. great. Yeah. You can take somebody who's heavy set and bring them down. They probably already have muscle and people don't realize it because mm -hmm. it's covered from you bring the body fat down and boom, the muscle's right. there. I always say everybody has a six pack. It's there, but do we see it or not? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's all about that. And so when something looks really unbelievable, I mean, ridiculously <laughs> unbelievable and unattainable, pretty much don't be naive. Well, the, the guy I was no. training with, he can spot out. He, first of all, he says, do never compare yourself to anyone else in the never. gym because you never know what they're taking. Yes. 100%. And, uh, then, he would spot people that were taking stuff and he goes, okay, look at this person. You can tell because this, this, and this. Yeah. The person makes a specific steroid to that person's body. Mm -hmm. So you you don't blow it up. Or I you don't, don't happen to know that person, but <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I don't associate with that group. Right, I know, but, right? Uh, but uh, yeah, no. Um, if you ever come to my gym, you will not see one steroid trainer yes. in my gym. It's it's really frowned upon. It's a it very is. different group but, in my place. No, but, but like if you take yeah. the, the there was a, a a WWE guy there that his ankles got fused from using steroids. I never heard of that, but uh, you don't you really don't you don't know exactly what these things right. are going to do. Um, you know, there was um, a guy that I used to work with before I opened up my own gym years ago who was a, a big, big time writer slash editor for some bodybuilding magazines, big, big ones. And one day I didn't see him in the gym. This guy was like 52, 53. Go, oh, he had a heart attack. Oh, no. I'm like, oh, is he okay? They go, no, no, he's dead. Oh, God. Like, oh, my gosh. And you know, so you don't know what's happening yes. with your arteries. You don't know what's happening. So you got to be very careful with this stuff. Exactly. With, you know, there, there's a, a, you know, there's there's a lot of unknowns, and uh, I do know, as everybody else knows, people take them for sports and they achieve these great things. And you know, you sit there and you go, "Wow, well, if I took them, mm -hmm. I could do it." And you know, maybe yes. I, I can't tell you no. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're always running the risk of getting caught. Yes. You're always – your health is at risk. Exactly. You know, That's and – You could die. <laughs> yeah. And you can get caught. Yes. And I don't know. I, I don't like to look – like looking over my – living looking yeah. over my shoulder. Yeah. I mean, so uh. why let, – let's say for baseball players, if, if they take steroids – and their numbers go up. Mm -hmm. Is it because they have extra muscles or? Well, it can be a lot. Yes. Because yes. I'm thinking it's not like eye hand coordination. I, I'm sure steroids doesn't improve that. Not, not that I heard of. But what it does do is you can move the back quicker through the zone. Oh. So if you're stronger, faster, 
and moving the bat through the zone, you can sit and wait on the ball just that split second more. That's going to give you more advantage. Then what would have been a pop-up last year and got to the warning track, you have more mass sending it over the wall. So, yes, it will increase home runs. And, yes, it will bring the bat through the zone a little faster. That's been what I've seen. You know, I'm sure there's other particulars to it. But if you look, there are very strange injuries these days. Yes. When a gentleman tears his pec Mm -hmm. and he's a baseball player, that's an unusual injury for a baseball player. Shoulder, elbow, yes. Mm -hmm. Knee, yes. Ankle, you can rotate. Pec, really? You why, know, why is that? Because the t- you're, you're making your tendons weaker. Oh, my goodness. So your muscles getting bigger, your tendons not necessarily able to sustain oh, the size of the I muscle. See. Okay, okay. And then, you know, then you also got to watch out, especially let's say a baseball player. If you overdevelop your chest, then your arms don't get into the right position. Your swing changes. So, yes, you might be able to hit more home runs, but are you missing the ball more? So th- there's a give and takes to all these things. So are you now not getting the rotation you wanted because your arms don't extend all the way? So there's, you know, there's different things that can happen. And you have to work out differently when you're on stuff because you got to be careful not to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get, you know, you can push more, but you got to be careful what weights you're using, certain Muscles, you gotta, you just gotta be very, you gotta lift differently. So when you lift, uh, there's there's a difference between you know lifting to build muscle or, or elongating muscle, yes. like like you're yeah. stating uh, yeah. stating correct. Okay, so do you? Is that what you do? You uh, for people is make it more lean. Well, it all depends what they're, what sport they're doing or what they're looking for. If somebody comes in to do a movie and they tell me, okay, I'm going to take my shirt off and I'm going to be doing this, this, and this, these actions. How do I make them look ripped and like a superhero? Mm -hmm. What do I do? Well, they're leaner than what you think and the camera will love that. So, you want to get definition in your chest. Most guys' chests end in the middle of the chest. They don't have the upper part of the pec up through the collarbone. So what I do is I take a look. Where does your chest end? Well, then I add more muscle. I build more muscle at the top part of the chest to balance out with the bottom part of the chest. Now the pec goes top to bottom. Mm. Camera loves that. Then let's look at the shoulder. Is the rear part of the delt developed? If it is, are we getting a good separation between the shoulder and the tricep? That separation looks fantastic on camera. It's the outer head of the tricep where it cuts into the shoulder. When that's nice and sharp, the arms look super muscular. Oh, yeah. Most guys will come in with the inner part of the tricep overdeveloped, and then that pushes against the outer part and flattens it out. Now the arm looks thick on camera. Oh, wow. Now in football, we <laughs> want to have the whole tricep developed and you don't care if the 
thicker inner part gets overdeveloped, that's fine because that's going to help you push. And when you're working out the little muscles, sometimes we're even using bands and not even weights. You know those rubber bands? Mm -hmm. Because we want to get into areas that the weights won't allow us to because we can't move in that motion with the weight. And it won't give you tension in a certain angle. Like, for example, if you're doing what – where your hands are up and coming back. Mm -hmm. If it's a a dumbbell, the weight is heading straight down into the ground. The band, I can tie around a pole and then pull back so the tension's different. So it all depends what what we're looking to do. And so um, when you're talking about a football player, uh, once again, they have to be balanced. You don't want to overdevelop something. Mm-hmm. But we tend to go with much heavier weight, much shorter repetitions. Mm. Shorter repetitions will allow the muscle to get thicker and grow, gain more mass. And so we'll put both of those in when we're doing an actor or an actress, depending if we need to ma- gain more mass in a certain part of the body. Mm-hmm. And what I'm always looking at is how the body sets up and what we're looking for it to do. You don't want to get injured. Athletes don't want to get injured. So we got to make sure we're – a lot of male athletes don't wear, work their glutes enough. Mm. Uh, football players, baseball players, their glutes they're, – they're doing squats, but they're not hitting their glutes. So we have movements that isolate just that. And when the glute is really well-developed, it takes pressure off the knee. So we tend to have a lot less knee problems because the glutes are doing a lot. Interesting. And so, and then when we get into, let's say, the legs, everybody does straight leg extension, straight up. Mm -hmm. I do a twisting motion and I go one leg at a time. So instead of going straight up with your leg, unidirectionally, where one part of your thigh or the other will take over when you're doing a leg extension. What I do is I start off with your feet pointed out like like duck feet mm-hmm. and we use one leg and we make a c you follow a c all the way to the top till your toe is pointed away from you mm-hmm. then you bring it back down uh, oh actually you point it into you and then you oh. bring it back down okay then then you do five of those let's say okay then you turn around you point the foot at the bottom into you, and then you bring it up in a C motion pointing away from you. Now we're isolating one part of the thigh, and then you're isolating the other. So Mm -hmm. the quad doesn't overdevelop on one side versus the other. When you have an overdevelopment, now if you go to push off, what happens is one one push off, you're Mm -hmm. stronger. Another push off, you're weaker. This way, I don't miss anything. Yes, and then it also, if for, for an actor or an actress or anybody that just wants to look great, that separates the muscles out of the quad. So then you get those lines that look really good. And so it's kind of fun because you can see I can move that line up, 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 mm-hmm. up, and you get it to the point that you're so happy with the way your legs look. And so it's really about how you want to look, and then mm-hmm. we create that. Uh, so with the nutrition uh, – you can get everything you need through your food. Pretty much. Right. Uh, you can do it. But the only helpful thing I ever do are the branch chain amino acids. Yes. Um, yes, you don't, need to, you don't need to go to the steroids. I and mean, it's, it's a whole it's other level. <laughs> it's, it's a different commitment when you go into that. And, you know, things happen. Yes. 
Well, this has been truly educational and so much fun. Uh, Steve Zim, tell us again how we can find out more about you and your new website and all yeah. that and uh, get Superhero Nutrition. So Superhero Nutrition is available on Amazon only. Um, you just go to Amazon, put in Superhero Nutrition. It will pop up. You can either download it or get a paperback. You can call our gym if you're interested, 310-202-6344, or go to the gym website, which is atiteru.com, and that's letter A, then the word tighter, then the letter U. Or if you're looking to sign up for the upcoming big website, that's atumobile.com. Just leave us your email, and we will let you know when it's ready. Awesome. Um, it's such a thrill to have you on. I am so thankful we met the other day yeah, and you invited me on. I, I, I really feel blessed. And thank I, you. And I love your family. They're so sweet. <laughs> thank you. They, they said, oh, she is so nice. Aww. Everybody out there, she's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Did you call up your yeah. friends and say, is she for real? <laughs> yeah, well, if she, if she married a guy that went to Boston College. Come on now. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you again, Steve Zim. Superhero to ah, the stars, well, and um, again, uh, number one gym in uh, Los Angeles, according to the LA Times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again. I'm Laferne Cusack. This is uh, 710 ESPN. You've been listening to the experience with Laferne Cusack. Getting the residents of Los Angeles, Orange County, and all of Southern California closer to their community. It's the experience with Laferne Cusack on 710 ESPN.